Kom, kom, kom. Thank you. Kom, kom, kom. All right. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Welcome back. This is Drop the Trains. Episode, like, seven now? I don't remember. I can't keep track of these things. I'm here with the lovely, the amazing, my girlfriend, Marine. Hi, guys. Hello. We are about to go out to an Irish pub. Uh, it's probably going to be the first time in my... No, oh, there's there's the cat. <laughs> it's probably going to be the first time in my whole two and a half months of being here that I'm going to be surrounded with more English speakers than French speakers. Hopefully. Uh, there's a surprising, there's a, a surprising amount of people in France that speak English. In fact, the second I try to speak French to most people, they stop me because they don't have time to listen to what I'm trying to say in French, and so they try to talk to me in English because it's faster for them. But I feel like that would be different if I was in a smaller town. Yeah, there'd, definitely. There'd be a lot less English speakers there and also not as many busy people, so the people would have a little bit more time to kind of indulge a tourist. Yeah, but you're in Bordeaux, so... It's a big city and lots of tourists are coming, so we're used to it. And lots of people are actually speaking English and enjoying the fact that they can try to improve. Yeah, they're trying to show off too. <laughs> yeah, also, that's really Bordeaux style. Yeah, we were in the grocery store the other day. And I was like, hey, do you need to weigh the avocados? And one of the grocery store clerks was like, no, sir, you do not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, good English. And he looked over at me and he was very happy. Yeah, good look. You can see the look in his eyes, like, I know. He understood every word I said. Yeah. <laughs> my, my talents as an English major are wasted as a grocery store <laughs> clerk. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, man. So, last podcast, the last solo podcast I recorded, I was talking about the riots, which I think have actually kind of started to calm down. Last week, I barely heard anything. Well, the police is still ready to... The police is still ready... To act? To, yeah, to act if anything is happening. We didn't see it because we left earlier. But they're still out there. They're still protesting. But I don't... I think the numbers have significantly dropped. And when I first got here a couple months ago, there were people out on St. Catherine... Oh, yeah. Every day, wearing their yellow jackets, mm -hmm. trying to talk to people and educate people on the movement. And now I, I'm going out there looking for those people, and I can't even find them. Yeah. Because at first, I didn't care to talk to them, but now I actually want to talk to them, and I can't find anybody to talk to. So I don't know if it's, if it's going to continue. Because it looks like for a couple months, it was staying pretty steady. Yeah, so people are definitely tired of that. Like, like everyday people. <laughs> like, every Saturday, you know that you can't really do what you're usually enjoying doing, so it's kind of annoying now. Yeah, and all the businesses have to change their hours of operation to work around it. It's a hassle for everybody. Mm -hmm. But there are people that just enjoy. The people are like, that's, that's what I want to do on my weekend. Like, I have no, <laughs> I have nothing better to do. 
Yeah. It's either that or a World of Warcraft in my mama's basement. <laughs> well, I'm more like the type of playing World of Warcraft instead of going out. For yeah. That. Uh, I, I don't know if I would join the protest. I need to learn more about it first. I want to learn more about it. Because I feel like ultimately they, a lot of people, not everybody, but I think a lot of people have the right of course. idea in mind. Yeah, but the issue is it went crazy very quickly. Yeah, well, it brought the crazy people out. Like, there were, I was watching an interview about some of the nicer protesters, the people who were yeah. holding up the uh, traffic stoppers. Mm-hmm. And all they were doing was holding up uh, where, you, where you pay your tolls. They were holding up the traffic stoppers at toll booths yeah. and letting people go through. And everybody loved them. People were giving them free yeah. food and stuff. Um, but they were talking about how some of, the, some of the more chaotic people were destroying buildings and setting things on fire. And they said that yeah. they wouldn't do that themselves, but they're glad it's happening because it's brought... Uh, it's brought attention to the movement yeah some people are supporting them and these are like middle-aged like calm people living in a in a middle-class house mm -hmm. these aren't like kids that are supporting it no the people are fed up yeah that's it and sometimes you need to strike big mm -hmm. to make your voice count because the middle class is always the class that takes everything for everyone. So, whatever. It's it's a weird thing. I kind of want to see something like this happen in America. Because <laughs> I think we have more than enough reason to protest. But all of our protests only last six hours. Let alone several months. It's harder to gather the whole nation. Because your country is much bigger than France. Actually, yeah. one of your state is bigger than France. So, of course, it's harder. California. Mm -hmm. By the way, I heard, because we were, me and uh, Maureen were about to move to California, but I was listening to a podcast today, and guess what I heard? What? <laughs> that the, uh, the San Francisco, that's where we were about to move, the San Francisco, um, homeless population is so bad that someone built an app that will alert the user where people are shitting in the streets. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so people use the app and they report, oh, I see someone shitting here. So that Ew. means everyone else who uses the app knows to avoid that street. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. San people do that? Francisco. Apparently, people oh see people just dropping their pants and spraying poop Ew, stop on the out. side of the road. Okay, that's, so I'm, yeah, I'm really we, glad that that job didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we'll change the state then. Maybe we'll just try to move somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I'm not opposed. Just not, not uh, Colorado. It looks like Colorado. They're having right. avalanche after avalanche after avalanche. Uh, because there's so much snow. It's, apparently it's been snowing for like 15 days straight. It's great. Snow is great. Yeah, but not when you can't leave your home. Well, they don't produce so many wines in, in there anyways. So. Oh my god. 
What are you looking at? This is the San Francisco poop map. What the you? That's disgusting. Oh my god! Basically, the entire city, the entire center of the city of San Francisco, is a giant pile of it's shit. It's really close to where I was supposed to work. Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad. Yeah. Whatever. Is that, is that the Golden Gate Bridge right there? Uh, no, that's on the on the top. Okay, so if you're coming in through the Golden Gate Bridge, you're okay. Mm -hmm. But if you're coming in through the other bridge. Then you're basically driving right from, into a pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whatever. That's terrible. Why are we talking about human poop right now? Because it's funny. Yeah, it's, because it's disgusting, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so I've been uh, doing a lot of research in copywriting, which is uh, the writers who are hired to write advertisements, uh, brochures, sales emails for different companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of, a lot of, uh, the resources I've been reading are just saying, just, just start anywhere. Just make sure that you're putting in the effort because you're going to be putting in a lot of effort for at least a year or two before you really start to take off with this. So a lot of the good places to get started are, uh, websites like Fiverr, um, and Upwork, which are websites where you can create an account as a freelancer. Okay. And you uh, write down your description of what you do and how much money uh, you are asking for per hour. So I went to Upwork.com and I looked through the users that are already there. And it's ridiculous. Every single one of these people are French. <laughs> Professional English to French, French to English translator. That's what I could do, thanks to my degree. French journalist, public relations, talented French copywriter and English. Expert, co web, expert web writer from the Philippines, speaks English and French. Professional translator, Margot. <laughs> Every single one of the people on this website is French. It's really strange. I think, yeah. well, well, advertisements are huge in France. Yeah, that's I think, a big issue. Yeah. <laughs> if you want my opinion about that, I, yeah, I, yeah, it's it's terrible. That that what was that one place we went to? It was super far down south, where we found that secret trail leading up into the mountains, and we Bayonne. Bayonne. Yeah. That place was beautiful because oh, even yeah. at the top of the chateau, you you could look down on the entire city below you and not see a single advertisement anywhere. That was beautiful. <laughs> it was it was one of my I think it's one of my favorite places in all of France so far. Mm. Oh really? You'd like you like better Bayonne rather than Saint Emilion. Saint Emilion was like a movie set. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty pretty right. Saint Emilion was like I'm gonna film uh like three scenes from Indiana Jones in this city. <laughs> but Bayonne was like, this is the place where I want to raise my kids. That was like, that was like a real, just real loving homestead area. Yeah, it was very nice. It's the countryside. It's very authentic. Um, I really enjoyed it too. And it's very sunny. So, and it's close to the beach. Yeah, but you had lots of pilgrims. 
Let's, yeah, and no, the main <laughs> no, the main issue is people are rude over there. Really, you think so? Mm. Are they just? Do they have? They a, hate strangers. Yeah. Well, if you move there, you're not a stranger. You are. They, if you move there, you are a fucking stranger. <laughs> only for the first year. If you no. stay there, if you stay there, you don't know people from Basque Country. You are a foreigner, and you will always be a foreigner. It's exactly like Japanese people. You're gaijin, and you will remain a gaijin your whole life because you're mm. not born in Japan. It's the same for Basque Country. They're extremely proud people, and. Even they could be very nice, you will never belong to their culture if you're not born as a real Basque. They're all basking in their own glory. Um, I'm sorry, I don't get that joke. <laughs> My vocabulary is too limited. If you're, if you're sun tanning, you're basking in the sun. Oh, okay. If, if you're constantly talking about how good you are and how amazing you are, you're basking in your own glory. Oh, I see. So, Interesting. the Basque people. Are basking in their own glory. <laughs> Good work. So, I don't know if I will even be able to make a dent getting... I think the best way for me to try to get some experience as a copywriter is to send uh, um, cold pitches to companies. Like, I need to go researching and find the companies on my own mm -hmm. and... Uh, ask them like companies that are obviously having trouble with their advertising and then email them and ask them directly um, or tell them directly that they're making advertising mistakes and that I can help them. And I think that would probably be my best way rather than creating websites, rather than creating an account on websites where there's already hundreds of other people doing the exact same thing with more experience. People that are, like a lot of these people with more experience are asking for 30, 50, even $100 an hour. But some of the guys are experienced and they're only asking for $10 an hour. Yeah. And though in the website Upwork itself takes uh, something like 15%. So the people who are asking for $10 an hour are only making like 850. Mhm. Mm I, and if I were to ask for less, a company is not going to choose my $5 an hour. It's just, it's such a hard thing I to figure out I have no right idea now. how it works exactly. It's, yeah. It's going to be so hard to get myself set up into. Um, but I think just more research. The more I research, the more I learn, and the more I learn, the more knowledge I have floating around in my head and I feel mm -hmm. like that's going to eventually help me in whatever endeavor I start to do because I've always been very entrepreneurial so entrepreneurial entrepreneurial yeah um so if I do end up starting my own business or trying to again now I'll have more advertising skills to help myself out and that's one of the best ways to gain uh to gain credibility among the copywriting uh, community is to start your own business because if you gain success through that venture then you can use that as a qualification for every other um for every other job you try to do yeah you have to start somewhere but in the meantime me and marine have been working on a little book idea <laughs> something about fairies and and 
And uh, I don't know if dragons are going to be involved. Don't say it like that. Like something about fairies. Something like, about fairies, medieval. Something epic. Something epic with magic and different forms of magic. Like there's five different classes of magic. Um, one class is elemental, so you can control all the different elements, like the avatar. <laughs> um, and then there's like configuration where you can, it's like alchemy. Oh my gosh, every form of magic is from a different anime. <laughs> so configuration are yeah. alchemists from Full Metal Alchemist. The elementals are uh, from Avatar. And then there's uh, um, divination, which, which are basically just like Buddhist monks who are meditating, trying to tell the future. But half the time, their predictions are completely wrong because they... Uh, they tell the f they tell futures through the fifth dimension, so they're constantly seeing different timelines and different scenarios. So only the best of the best of the best of the divinators, diviners, divinate. Only the best of the best of the best of the people who use divination <laughs> can actually tell the real future of the current timeline they're on. So a lot of them are just known as hacks. Mm -hmm. um, then there's rejuvenators, rejuvenation people who heal and cast wards. And then there is animations, animators, who mm -hmm. can like jump their soul from them, their own consciousness to, uh, to other living things. Now I had an idea. So, so um, a person has magic if they were blessed by a fairy so fairies live very long lives but at the end of their life they can either choose to fade away into uh into nothingness or they can find a human and merge their energy into the human therefore extending their life another 75 years or so um so they typically the fairies will typically do this with babies because that'll give them the longest amount of life possible so the villain maldred Oh, you decided about the name. I was thinking about it. Okay. Uh, okay, so the villain Mal Maldred was never blessed by a fairy. But he decided that if he would stake out the houses of pregnant women about to go into labor, oh no. then he could catch the fairies before, before the fairies uh, uh, merged with the baby. So this guy is so evil. He's actually murdering babies and w women just giving birth Ooh. to get his magical power. That's just that's just. Are you just in inspiring yourself from Jack the Ripper or something? Well, he killed prostitutes. This is wow. even worse because he's killing brand new babies. Ooh. That so so that isn't that good though? Because you immediately hate it's him as a super evil. You you get exactly. It. <laughs> you also end up. You always end up with the. Evil, evil. Well, you have to have an evil villain. Of course, I, I can't think about that. Okay, well, I could add some type, some, some, some something to the story. Yeah. Hey, you want to add something? No. Okay, okay. So, he, he did this five different times to get all five abilities. He, he can't. He murdered. He's so lucky. Huh? Five times, five different okay, powers. Okay, okay, fifteen times. Oh my god, that's Cause sometimes, terrible! Because <laughs> sometimes he got, he got, um, he got so repeats. So it's the same and yes. That's terrible. That's horrible. Horrible. So then, with his ultimate abilities, he starts recruiting other magic users. 
and and calling himself king, he rages war on the rest of society. But he tells his warriors to take out the magicians first. So all throughout the land, people are dying. People are going into war. The magicians are especially um, scared. So our protagonist, his mother is a rejuvenator. Yes. His father is a configuration expert. So configuration means you can't you can't necessarily just create anything. That uh, you can't just necessarily create anything out of nothing. You have to have necessary materials in order to perform the skill or in order to create the thing you're trying to create. So their village was under attack. Huge army. There's no way anyone's going to survive. Mm -hmm. The mother and father realized that fighting was useless. They would just die, and along with their death, their baby would die too. Yeah. So the mother, as a rejuvenator, who can cast ward spells, wards and spells of protection, yes. and healing spells, mm -hmm. she decided that she would cast a spell to protect her baby. But the only way to protect her baby for long enough was for her husband, the configurator, to convert her body and soul into the ward spell to protect him. It's twisted. Okay. So, so he sacrifices the mother to save the baby until he's like 21 years old, right? Mm -hmm. She can, she cast a ward spell on him for 20 years and sacrificed her body to do it. He, he, after he helps her perform the ward spell, he goes out and fight. He goes out and fight in the war and then he dies. Maybe, Oh. Maybe he's captured, mm -hmm. or maybe he's brainwashed into fighting with them. Anyway, we don't know. We don't know. Oh. All that we do know is that everyone in the village is gone. The only survivor is the baby. You're spoiling everything to everyone. <laughs> well, they're either going to get really intrigued and want to buy the book after it's written, or they're not ever going to listen to this. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, but don't say too much. Okay. Keep some suspense. Okay. Um, so the only survivor of the entire village is this baby. Uh -huh. So the baby is either... The baby's probably found by like a traveling merchant. Okay. Or, or something. He's found by somebody and grow, starts growing up in another village. The war ends. The, 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 the neighboring kingdoms all pool their forces together to fight off the evil wizard. Yeah. And they end up killing him. But as a result, they're so, everyone's so afraid of magic that they don't allow any magicians to live anymore. The second they find oh, one, wow. they kill them off because they're okay. terrified of a new Hitler. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. So, um, time goes on, like 15 years passes, so the baby is now like 16 years old. Yeah. Uh, living in this new village, about 200, 250 people, uh, all led, led by their village elder. If a baby is born with the mark of the fairy, they kill the baby. No! Because they're, they're afraid of it. Oh so they bring him to the elder, and the elder performs a ritual to kill the baby. That's terrible. Yeah. 
so uh so uh they're they're going about their life main characters doing the things that main character does maybe he's a blacksmith's apprentice who the hell knows Mm-hmm. Um, one day the great fairy the leader of all the fairies shows herself to him and she utters she can the the main character can hear the words this is him but it's not actually the words it's like melodic tones and like it's almost like music that's coming out of her mouth mm-hmm. and then out of nothingness Behind the great fairy comes five smaller fairies, and they all come up to the boy and merge their consciousness into the boy. Wow. So he goes, he, he, he passes out, wakes up the next morning think, thinking it's a dream until he walks outside and somebody screams because they see the mark of the fairy on him. And he's like, oh shit, what's going on? Oh no, no. And then they grab him and they're, and they're, and they're, and they're, they're wanting to kill him. Because he's obviously a magic user. He's been fooling them for years. And he's probably going to kill them with his magical powers. So before they end up killing the boy, the elder comes out. And the elder's like, wait a minute. We have to do this the right way. We have to kill him by ritual. So during the ritual, he makes it seem like he's killing the boy. When actually he's taking the boy away. And he explains to the boy, yeah, people are crazy. They've been thinking that magic users are, are horrible and destructive. But, you know, I don't actually kill any of the babies. There are schools set up. There are special schools set up for the past 15 years training all these kids. And every time we have a baby who's magic, I just send them off to the school. So it seems like you're going to be showing up late. Yeah. <laughs> it could be fun. Yeah. So that's why he has to leave his his his, his town. It's because oh. everyone wants him dead. Okay. Because they think that he's evil. That works. So get this. Remember how they won the war against the evil wizard? Mm-hmm. Turns out they never actually killed him. What? He was an animator. Remember? Oh. So the body he was in wasn't his real body. It was a. It was the whole time he was leading as king. He was actually leading as king. From a different person's body. Oh, so his real body was intact. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I just got tingles. Okay, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay we should write that down not to forget anything. I think well, it's, it's all recorded. Now I can just re-listen to it. <laughs> You're right. All right. We can do something with that. I yeah. think that's exciting. Don't hesitate to tell us what you think about that little idea we have in mind yeah find uh find my instagram account ryan doing stuff and send me a message and tell me my book idea is terrible or (laughs) tell me it's interesting or tell me it's been done before whatever you want do you want to do you want to throw your your instagram out there it's not interesting for people uh oh it's definitely interesting she's an amazing cosplayer i'm not an amazing cosplayer yes she is she's been doing it for years i'm doing stuff that's it. Um, if, if you want to see her, uh, a nerd having fun creating costumes and taking a few pictures from time to time, you can, you can just give a look uh, to Rayanis Cosplay. I'm sorry for the French accent. I don't know how to say it. Rayanis? Rayanis? It's R-H-A-E-N-Y-S and then cosplay. Great. Voilà. On Instagram. Check her out. She's awesome. And she's beautiful. And she does great cosplay. 
All right, so we're going to uh, end the podcast with um, some terrible fan fiction. This is a YouTube This is a YouTube idea. Oh, my God. That do I've you been really want to do it? Yes, I really want to oh. do it. This is a YouTube idea that I've been having for a while where I just read the worst fan fiction I, po- I can possibly find. Um, and since I don't have a camera right now, I figured the best way to test this idea is through podcast. Um, so, Maureen... Uh, We'll, we'll 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 do a quick one. Pick pick any. Don't don't look at the screen. Look oh, at me. Okay. Pick any anything, any any anime movie, any universe that's in, so in hard. pop culture. Let's say Hulk. Hulk. Oh my gosh. This is <laughs> oh this is gonna be bad. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> this is gonna be really bad. <laughs> uh, Hulk fan fiction. Hulk is green. Hulk is big. And Hulk is strong. I'm sure we can find something fun. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, we're on fanfiction.net. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm just praying for something. I don't want to actually Rage. accidentally read one of my friends' fanfiction. Oh, no. Actually. Well, they're all I French, right? No, they're writing in English. Oh, God. Okay. So we have Rage of the Incredible She-Hulk. Uh, no, I want the Hulk, not She-Hulk. Oh my gosh! Okay, press conference. She-Hulk held a press conference. Here's a I list of questions she, she answered. Uh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Three hundred and eighty-seven okay. words. This could be hilarious. Okay. Okay. Or the Hulk discovers it's not easy being green when he goes <laughs> to a fast food restaurant and finds the staff very difficult to deal with. They, on the other hand, learn it's not wise to upset the easily angered giant. Okay, let's write this one. Press conference or no, the, the fast food. Fast it's food funny. restaurant. All right. It's, funny. <laughs> it's called the, the Incredible Sulk. Sulk. What is Sulk? Sulk is like when you're <laughs> sad about something and you walk away with your shoulders down. Aww. You're looking at the ground. You're sulking. That's sad. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hulk want cheeseburger and fries. The youth beats the hurt. Yeah. Bleh, bleh. <laughs> The youth stood behind the counter tre- and trembled in. The youth stood behind the counter, they trembled in fear. No, he, he's. Someone is knocking on the door. Yes. Hello. I think Max is one is ready to go. Okay. Well, the fun fiction will be for another time. Oh, it's only one page. I think we can do it. Come on. You want to go talk to Max and I'll read it. Okay. Okay, great. Let's go. Hulk want cheeseburger and fries. The youth stood behind the counter, trembled in fear. He was terrified of the enormous green monster who had stomped into the fast food restaurant and was demanding food off him. He knew he was supposed to serve him in order to get paid, but he was too frightened of this huge giant, to, this huge aggressive thing to give him what he demanded. Hulk want cheeseburger and fries! The Incredible Hulk glared at the young cashier and repeated his order for the umpteenth time. He had he had been stood <laughs> he had been stood there for fifteen minutes requesting his meal, and was getting nothing out of this guy. What did a green giant have to do around here to get a bite to eat? Why was this teenager staring at him in such a frightened manner? Hadn't he ever served a monster before? Hulk want cheeseburger and fries. Move aside, Junior. I'll handle this one. The youth snapped out of his startled state turning away from the scary-looking customer to face the 
the one who had addressed him. It was the manager of the restaurant. He was facing the Hulk with a stern look. I'm sorry, sir, but we can't serve you. The Hulk's eyes widened over what he had heard. He could barely believe his ears. Why? It is our oh, it is our policy to serve the to serve to it is not in our policy to serve to beings that are green. <laughs> the manager pointed what? That's racist. <laughs> that is very racist. <laughs> it's not because you're giant, it's not because you're being aggressive. It's because you're green. The manager pointed towards the restaurant's exit. Now clear off. The humongous creature's eyes filled with rage. He was fuming over what this man had rudely told him. They wouldn't serve him just because he was green. There was no way he was going to stand for this. With a deafening roar, the Hulk grabbed hold of the manager. A loud scream erupted from the man as he was flung through the air by the giant, landing in the deep, fat fryer. The young cashier gasped in terror before sprinting away from the Hulk at the restaurant, making a mental note to himself to find a new job. <laughs> in all his rage, the Hulk began smashing up the restaurant, causing screams of terror from every customer inside. They ran away in fear as the angry green giant destroyed the whole restaurant. He threw chairs against the wall, pounding his his big fists on the table and stomped, <laughs> pounding his big fists on the table and stomped loud enough for the entire ceiling to collapse. That's terrible, but Hulk. By the time Hulk was finished, the fast food restaurant was nothing more than a mess of debris. <laughs> I know, That's I know, French. I know. <laughs> it's English too. A mess of debris. He marched grumpily away from the piles of bricks and cloud of dust, heading for heading home to sulk over not being served as food. Aww. Somewhere under the rubble, the manager was completely buried. <laughs> he clenched his fists. He clenched his hands into fists. Fists. <laughs> he, he oh. It's his fist twice. He clenched his hands into fist fists <laughs> as he realized what had happened to his restaurant and who was responsible. I'm going to sue that big green slob. The end. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that was fun. I wonder who the laid back Brit. Thanks, laid back Brit, for this. That was awesome. Good job. <laughs> well, yeah, something like that. That was fun. That. It was something very like fun. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're gonna go to the to the Irish pub now. Time for some stout. Yeah, uh, maybe an IPA. I don't know. Ha. Something something good and heavy. Something good and heavy. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.